We welcome you to the 2v1 Sportscast with your starting lineup, Clint, Hauser, and Josh. It's showtime. Welcome to the 10th episode of 2v1 Sportscast. I'm your host for today. I'm Hauser, with, joined with my colleagues Josh and Clint. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, and I think we'll start off with you know the MLB and talk about the World Series. Uh, the Braves won the other night in a game six. <laughs> Josh is over there doing the tomahawk chop. Um, it was a great series for the Braves. Great batting, great defense. That last game, they really showed the Astros who was, you know, the World Series champs. You know, tons of home runs. You know, great pitching, great tons of double plays. It was a really good series to watch. Um, boys, what's your thoughts of the World Series and the Braves winning? Um, I mean, you can't write a better Cinderella story, in my opinion. When you look at the whole season overall, um, the Braves before the All Star break, they were under five hundred, um, and so. People were kind of writing them off, um, not making the playoffs. Um, at the time, um, Acuna got hurt, their big player. And since he went down, they're like, well, there goes their season. But ownership, general manager, they're like, okay, let's not panic. We can make this work. And before the trade deadline, I think what was the key factor was they brought in four big outfielders. They brought in Soler. Rosario, um, Jock Peterson, um, Duvall. They brought in all those four guys from during the trade value, uh, trade deadline. And I think that's what turned things around. And with those outfielders, they can also hit. I mean, um, I was sad to see that the Dodgers let go of Jock Peterson because he was sort of the young son hero when they won the World Series in the playoffs. I mean, they gave him the nickname Jocktober for a reason. I think overall you can't write a better Cinderella story. I think they deserved it. Um, Astros kind of gave them a run for their money, but I just think in the end, I think too much firepower just kind of overwhelmed the Astros. Yeah, I am super glad the Braves won. Took down the cheaters. Um, I think most of us said they're probably going to win in six, uh, hopefully five, so they can win it in Atlanta. And I actually thought they were going to, you know, first inning, grand slam in game five, and it's like, oh, it's four nothing. So give give credit to Houston for battling back in that game and winning that one nine five to send it back to Houston. But down in Houston, seven to nothing. They they were like, we are gonna you know, they felt like they got robbed the year before by the Dodgers when they were down three one up three one and lost. And then just like Josh said, they were below 500 before the All-Star break. Uh, they lost their main player. It just didn't seem like the Braves were going to be that team this year. And then they made all those trades and brought in those players and brought Atlanta its first World Series title since, I think, 95. So, pretty sweet. Uh, and I, I read a thing today. It was kind of funny. I was reading this thing about how when the Atlanta Falcons blew that lead in the Super Bowl to the Patriots, 
that was that was played in Houston, and so there was like a sour note there in Atlanta, and so going into Houston to win this World Series was probably better than winning it at home, is what I read. So that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Kind of funny though. Uh, yeah, um, I think overall, like Josh said, it Cinderella story. Great win for the Braves. Um, you know, glad the Houston cheaters didn't go out. And I think all those players that you guys mentioned stepped up at crucial moments and at different times when needed. So, you know, I think, you know, go Braves. Um, we'll continue on and let's talk about some football, you know, my favorite topic. And we'll talk about the NCAA first and we'll talk about the, you know, first football college playoff rankings this week. Um, I'll, I'll get your thoughts before I throw mine in. What's your guys' thoughts? My turn? All right. Um, I think the big thing that kind of stood out to me is, um, I mean, the first the first two were going to be a given. Um, you got Georgia and Alabama. Um, Michigan State, um, at first I was like, I was like maybe, but thinking about looking at the past games, like, I mean, they have a running back who's looking at becoming a Heisman Trophy candidate, and they stomped all over Michigan. Um, the one disagreement I have is Oregon. I, I just don't see them. I don't see why the committee looked at picking Oregon over Ohio State, um, over Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, they when. The first half of the season with Oklahoma, they just struggled with teams. They barely beat them. But as it went on with Caleb, now starting quarterback, it's you can see their dominance. And Caleb is a five-star recruit for a reason. Um, and so I think the committee got Oregon wrong on this. Um, yeah, they beat Ohio State, but um, they just really haven't shown – Dominance really to prove that they are in the college football rankings. Um, if it was me, I personally would have picked Ohio State. I think they're figuring it out. Um, and so that's my take on it. Um, I just think it'll be an exciting, you know, rest of the season here on out to see the ending of who's going to actually be in the college football playoffs. I, I'm going to just continue to ask what's your thought of Cincinnati dropping to six? I actually I actually don't disagree with it. I I agree that um they shouldn't be in the top 4 mainly because what the committee looks at is um one of them is strength of of schedule. When you when you compare Cincinnati to others, they're actually below 100 rankings for strength of schedule. Um and they've also the when they've played against uh, Tulane. That was a close game, a game that everyone thought they should have just blown them out of the water. But Tulane kept it close. Um, and so the committee looks at Cincinnati and they say, and they think to themselves, who have they really played that have been dominant this whole year? Not really anyone. Um, I mean, their toughest schedule is going to be playing, um, you know, Houston or SMU in the in the conference championship. Um, and so I, I think because of that, they haven't really showed, um, you know, proof that 
they can be in the college football playoff rankings. So a lot of people can think of it as um, they're upset about it. But to me, I think they got this one right. Um, Cincinnati shouldn't be in the top four just because of the strength of record. So looking at it, I'm looking at it right here. Uh, Obviously Georgia is number one, like that, that's a given. Uh, I think Alabama is obviously in there, but I think they're, they should not be number two. I don't, they're just, the committee's just giving way too much say to what has happened in the past. Uh, the nice thing is, is most likely Georgia and Alabama will be playing in the SEC championship game. And if that happens and Georgia beats Alabama, like I would be very surprised if Alabama gets in. Uh, but Michigan State, I can see why they're putting them in there. Like, I mean, they still got you know Penn State and Ohio State to go through. Uh, but if they go th- if they go undefeated, they're obviously in. Uh, and I agree with you, Josh. I think Oregon should not be there. Uh, that one really surprised me. I was like, Oregon, like yeah, they beat Ohio State, but then they lost to Stanford. You know, that's their one loss. They barely beat Fresno State. They we're only up by five onto Arizona in the fourth quarter. You know, like they haven't really, I don't think they've played up to that, that to the fourth team in the nation standards. And I think they've got another loss coming somewhere. Um, if they win out, obviously they'll be in because that's where they are right now. Uh, I think, I don't know. It's going to be hard. I, I think Ohio state has a chance to get in there if they win out. Uh, the thing you just asked Josh about Cincinnati, I, I don't know. I mean, they went nine and zero last year until losing to Georgia by three in, in I think like a Chick Fil A bowl or something. Uh, so you know they're a good team, and they yeah their best win this year is against Notre Dame. You know it's a big win. Uh, but like Josh said, they they played Tulane to a pretty close game and Tulane's not good. So that's a, a knock on them as well. What I do think they got right is not putting Oklahoma up there, putting them at eight, even though they're undefeated, like Oklahoma hasn't really been been up to their standards either. So I was actually kind of glad when I saw that, I was like, Oh, eight, that's, that's awesome that they're not putting them up in there. And I think Oklahoma state's going to beat them here in a couple weeks. So, uh, so I don't know how it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, I, I just think it's cool that I'm sure we'll get to it, but that BYU's you know up to 15th, and if the chips fall right, they could get in the top 10 by the end. Yeah, that, I mean that is cool about BYU being 15th. I was actually surprised. I was thinking they'd be lower, but heck, they respect BYU and all their domination of the Pac-12. Um. You know, with the rankings, obviously, yeah, I agree. Georgia's number one. Sure, Alabama could be number two. It's the number. It's the first week of college, you know, football playoff rankings. Alabama has to win out. Like that's just the only option for them. If they don't win out, they don't make it. That's just plain and simple. So I'm not really concerned about that because they still have to go through Georgia, and I think Georgia's just way better than them. Um. MSU, 
it's still a good possibility. But I still think even like you said, Ohio State or Michigan still. I think those three teams, one of them is going to represent the Big Ten in the playoffs. So I think there's two for sure spots. Um, And then I think the problem is, is, yeah, you guys don't agree with Oregon being over Ohio State. But as I look at this, the committee really recognizes head-to-head play competition. Like Oregon's ahead of Ohio State because Oregon beat Ohio State. Oklahoma State's ahead of Baylor because Oklahoma State beat Baylor. Even look at a five uh, five and three Wisconsin as ahead of Iowa, and they just beat them last week. So I think they really value the head to head competition and the winner of those. I think Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm not afraid of them going farther up the scale with the people in front of them. But they got to be careful with the people behind them as well. I mean, Wake Forest is still 8 0. I mean, they have a like, back end uh, heavy loaded schedule and they play um, UNC next. So we'll see how they do. Uh, Oklahoma, their next three games, you know, it goes Baylor, number 12 Baylor, Iowa State, which is still a tough team, and then Oklahoma State. Um, if Oklahoma wins out, they will be in the playoffs. No questions asked. They prove their worth. Michigan can still win out and make it. Uh, they do need some help from another team beating Michigan State. But I think they still can make it. Um, I think Cincinnati, if they want to, they need help. They need Notre Dame to win out which is very possible, and they need teams to lose. But, and then, like Clint said, I think BYU can hopefully make top 10 if they win out. I don't see why they can't make top 10 because all these teams in front of them will play each other. But uh, Any other thoughts before we move on? I just think that if, like you said, if BYU wins out, which they sh- I mean, the next two games they should not lose against Idaho State and Georgia Southern. Uh, but if they can get into that top 10, like you said, these teams are playing each other. They could get, they could beat each other. I think they have a shot at a New Year's Six Bowl at a, at a, at large bid. The only problem is, is they also need Cincinnati to make the college football playoff too. Cause I think they'll get that at large, uh, bid if not if they don't make the college football playoff so it'll be interesting to see uh i just hope they can get into there because then they can have a better bowl with this year than the independence bowl of all bowls so because that's the one they're contracted to play unless they get a bigger one yeah i agree i mean if cincinnati loses one though i still would take a two loss byu team over a one-loss Cincinnati just due to the strength of the losses. I mean, yeah, BYU did lose to Boise State. Boise State's still always been a tough team. Like, ever since they had those runs, you know, where they went to the Fiesta Bowl and won in. I, you know, they're a tough team. That's just basic yeah, and facts. And if, if you look at what the committee looks at, a lot of times it's 
not just the strength of schedule and head-to-head matchups from this year, but it's their reputation from years past, too, that I think gets looked at a little, especially when it comes to Alabama. But uh, I think – I just think it would be cool to see BYU in a bigger bowl because if they win out and they beat USC, they'll obviously beat five – is that five Pac-12 teams? And they'll be they'll have won went six and one in Power Five games, which is if you look at Cincinnati, it's like they beat Notre Dame, who's not a Power Five conference, obviously because they're independent. And I don't think they played any other Power Five teams. So like, they they played Indiana, and they oh won. yeah they did they did beat, but it's like yeah but it's Indiana one and they're they're one and zero in Power Five, and the BYU would be six and one. You know, so I think I think the only thing that'll hurt BYU is what you just said, Hauser, is the Boise State game. But Boise State has a good reputation behind them too, and we need Boise also to win out and win the Mountain West. So, I mean, you know, just thinking, you know, hopefully BYU they beat USC. Maybe they'll get the bid to go to the Pac-12 championship because they'll have a better record than most Pac-12. <laughs> Don't shade at you, Utah boy. Yep. Speaking of the Pac-12, Utah got that win against UCLA. Uh, I mean, with the help of their quarter, of UCLA's quarterback uh, being her, because Utah has a history of not doing well against rushing quarterbacks. Um, but, I mean, it was still a good statement when at home. I mean, they got Stanford, which we never overlook any – Teams, let alone Stanford, because they did beat Oregon and they're at Stanford. I mean, I can I still see Utah winning this game if they keep it up. Um, even on a short note, I mean, they're still leading the pack uh, the Pac twelve South. And even if they were to win the rest of the games minus Oregon, say they did lose to Oregon, they have the tiebreaker over Arizona State. Uh, because UCLA is three and three in conference, Arizona State lost to Washington State. So even if Utah were to win the rest of their games, minus an Oregon loss, they'd still win the Pac-12 South and play for the Pac-12 championship um, against more, most likely Oregon. Um, I mean, that's still a tall order. Still remember when uh, the last time we played Oregon for the Pac-12 championship, it was not a pretty game. Um, but I think I still have confidence that Utah can win out in the in the Pac-12 South because looking at their schedule, I mean, right now they have um, brain fart here. Um, they have Stanford, then they have. I literally just lost my my screen here. Okay, so they have they have Stanford, then they'll have Arizona. They're at Arizona, which Arizona that's should be an easy win for them. Um, it's a high school then, team. <laughs> basically. Um, then Utah is at home against Oregon, so that kind of gives them an advantage because um, they're at home. I always like Utah home, and plus the last game is Colorado at Utah. Um, so, I mean, I like their chances still playing for the Pac-12 championship, um, but it'll still be a tall task to beat Oregon for sure. My My only comment about this is I think Utah – Needs to win for Stanford to make the Pac-12 South, like make the Pac-12 championship and be the Pac-12 South champ. 
then I'm going to argue the fact that Utah, I shouldn't say throw the game away, but against Oregon, but they should lose to Oregon. My theory is it's hard to beat a good t- a good team twice. And I think Utah comes out and beats Oregon maybe in the regular season and has to play them again you know, two weeks later. I, I think it's going to be a harder task because Oregon understands, you know, how to play and they're a good team and you just, it's hard to beat a good team twice. That's just basic facts and, you know, college football, voodoo, magic, you know. So I think if they win against Stanford, I think Utah would be pretty beneficial to lose against Oregon. So Josh, him saying that, let me ask you, what would you rather have than beat Oregon at home or beat them in the Pac-12 championship game if you had to choose? If I had to choose, I mean, if the theory goes the way it is, um, if we all have a consensus knowledge that it's just based facts, you can't beat a good team twice, I'd rather have them lose this game at home and then win in the Pac-12 championship just because if they lose against Oregon, they can look at adjustments because they're like, okay, we play this team. This is how we can beat them because these are the mistakes that we made. And so in hindsight view, um, they're able to make those adjustments and then be able to handle their business um, in the Pac-12 championship. So, I mean, like I said, I think they need to win the rest of their games minus Oregon. Like, I wouldn't be that upset if they lost to Oregon because it would still keep them in the running for um, the Pac-12 South. Um, but, I mean, if I had to pick, I'd rather have them lose in the regular season and then have them win the Pac-12 championship. And then they could uh, – because either way, if they beat them, they're going to knock them out of the college football playoffs. So it'd be probably – And then Utah will finally – get their chance at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and it would probably be even more satisfying to see them get knocked out of the pack, the college football playoff in the Pac-12 championship game. But, but hey, it's like, at you, that point, if it's Utah like, comes out and beats him twice, we'll be like, what the heck? Go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I'm okay with yeah. that, too. Yeah. I, I was going to say, you took... Go ahead. I was going to say, Josh took a, took a little minute to answer that question from Clint. And I was like, come on, we all know you would rather see him win the championship. <laughs> like, the elusive championship for Utah. Let's just hope they don't lose both. That, that, that would suck. Uh, now, can we pivot to BYU for just a second? Can we talk yeah, about, yeah, their, let's, can, let's talk can we talk about their game against Virginia on Saturday? That was pretty cool. Oh. What game? I just saw offense. I didn't really see a game. I just saw like a basketball score, if I'm being honest. <laughs> what do you got to say, Clint? Let's hear it. You, you seem pretty excited. I just thought it was pretty awesome because I've been talking about it all year. That B, BYU, just they've got to score more than 10 points in the second half. And they hadn't scored more than 35 points in a game this whole entire season. And they scored 38 in the first half, and they were trailing. <laughs> so that's the crazy thing about this game. Uh, when they went up 21 nothing, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, they were up 21 nothing seven minutes into the game, you know. And I was like, okay, but there's lots of time left in this game. And sure enough, Brandon Armstrong started leading his team back. And they 
ended up leading 42-38 at halftime. We let them score 35 points in the second half quarter. And I was like, goodness gracious, I was worried. I'll, I was like, ah, Bronco's going to come in and not only steal the win, but he's going to steal it after being, you know, down by that much. Uh, but then after Armstrong went out, uh, BYU was already up, I think, a couple touchdowns by then, but it was kind of over for Virginia after Armstrong got hurt. And he threw that interception, and he immediately started pointing at his ribs saying, they're broke. My ribs are broke. And uh, you could see him mouth like yelling that as he walked to the sideline. So I was like, oh, it, it, it's sad to watch, you know, good people, like really good quarterbacks like that get hurt. Uh, anyone get hurt, really, because it's, you know, you don't want people to get hurt. And in the end, it didn't really change the outcome because I think BYU was going to win that game at that point. Uh but I was like, holy cow, that's a lot of points to score. 66, like, that's almost double what BYU has scored their most high-scoring game this year. So it was pretty cool uh, to see that and to see Algier tie the uh, BYU rushing touchdown record at five, 266 yards. I thought it was funny that he 266 yards and they scored 66 points, so that was kind of cool. But Algier is definitely coming for the NFL, so... Yeah, I think overall, hopefully, my, wait my point. Like, hopefully, Algier stays for the next two years into uh, into when we play in the Big Twelve for the first year because BYU could be super good if he's still there. Should have stayed sixty nine. That'd have been better scores, but <laughs> yeah, think, we we were rooting for a is... field goal, but you know, just the one field goal. That's all you needed. Um. Yeah, I think it was just going to be a shootout. I mean, from from tip, it was just going to be it was going to be a shootout for sure. Um, I'm sure it was nerve wracking for you guys because the past games, going back to um, to Boise State, um, it's always like teams always find a way to come back for BYU to make it a game. And when Virginia came back before halftime, I was like. I was like, oh boy, here we go again. So, I mean, I'm sure Sataki had a nice conversation with his team in the locker room. Um, I think for me, my first thought was, okay, something's got to give. Like a defense has just got to give. Either a defense has to step up and a defense just has to just not step up. And I think BYU um, brought up to the plate. Uh, they, They brought their defense. And I think having Armstrong hurt was a factor for sure. Um, I mean, he's, he's looking at, he's no joke either. He's looking at being in the conversation for next year, being the Heisman. Um, and so I think overall it was just a good win for BYU. Um, and especially that game kind of helped them leap back into close to being the top 10 again. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see, I mean, you guys should win the next two games. I mean, even at USC, like, um, with the way USC is at right now in their situation, I mean, at this rate, should be a good win to at USC and win out the rest of the games. I'm just gonna just add. I think we learned three things from this game. Um, one, BYU's offense is legit. <laughs> Jaron Hall is great. Tyler Algier Algier is amazing, and they're. Offensive line is 
great too. Like I think their offense can keep up with anyone and any team. Uh, second, there's potential with their defense. <laughs> if we exclude the you know the first half, <laughs> that 35 points in one quarter, you know they held Virginia a really like potent offense to seven points in the second half. They forced an interception. They forced a fumble. Like, yeah, they scored one touchdown, but they were stopping them, creating turnovers. Like, you don't have to always, you know, make someone punt. If you have a turnover, that's a stop. That's an amazing stop. And then the third thing we learn is Virginia's quarterback, Mr. Uh, Armstrong, is an animal. That guy can ball. That guy's good. And that I was impressed. And I really hope he stays in Virginia one more year because I think we will see, you know, like you mentioned, Heisman, you know, potential and NFL potential next year. That guy is good. And Bronco has a great quarterback there in Virginia. Cool. I think that's it for me. Any other thoughts from you guys before we move on to the NFL? No, let's talk some more football with the NFL. Oh, more football, what I love. And there's a few things in the NFL that I just want to talk about, not really pertaining to any of our teams, but I think pertaining to, you know, the overall NFL. Um, let's start with what we've just found out with Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just became COVID positive. Uh, hopefully he's okay, and I'm sure he is, but I wonder – what your thoughts are on the impact this has on the Packers season and their next, you know, few games, he's going to be out at least 10 days. So he'll miss the next two games. So what are your thoughts? Jordan love. Let's hope he plays. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, the Packers just signed Bortles. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, And so I'm like, I don't know if he'll just come in and play, but I doubt it. They're probably more getting him as a backup to love is my, uh, my thoughts. So, we get to see what Jordan Love can do for this team, I think, this week. And, uh, yeah, Rodgers is – he's brought this team as far as they have now, and Rodgers is great. Uh, but eventually this is going to be Jordan Love's team, I think, and I think it, this is his chance to show that, you know, it's – I am a good quarterback and I can do, you know, I can bring a championship to the city as well. So uh, we'll just see. I think if he can come out and play well and they can get a win, you know, while Rodgers is out, you know, the Packers are fine and I don't think it's going to affect them. I think, I think they have a pretty good chance at getting to uh, the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Rodgers, it'd be quite the story for them too, for Rodgers to want, being wanting out of Green Bay and then to win a Super Bowl with them. But I I don't think it's going to affect them that much. But in the I guess we'll just have to see how Love plays and hopefully he plays well. For me overall, like I agree with Clay. I think this is more so of an audition for Love. Um, I mean, I hope he plays the majority of the minutes uh, for the game, but this is an opportunity for Jordan Love to 
So to prove himself saying, this is why you guys drafted me. And I think everyone knows it was inevitable that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not going to play forever. Um, who knows when he'll be done, but it was going to, they were going to draft the quarterback at, any, at some point. And so they saw Jordan Love as an opportunity and he's, he's no scrub his junior year at Utah state. He balled out. Um, I mean, granted, his senior year wasn't that great because he didn't have the best receivers. His best receivers were his junior year. But, um, I mean, it won't really impact the Packers that much because it seems like it's just going to be one game that Rodgers is going to miss. Um, they do have an opportunity to make it to the Super Bowl. And um, and so I think – I hope – I'm rooting for Jordan Love. I hope he um, has a great game, uh, hoping that, like I said, he has uh, – plenty of minutes that he'll play so it'll be interesting to see how he does for sure i mean what a statement win it would be for jordan love to come out and beat the defending champions um you know like i said it sucks to be rogers and i hope you know the best for him and his family um he might miss too depending on kind of what their situation is and i know there some of people are wanting him to be suspended and so I, you know, fingers crossed. I hope he misses two because they played the Seahawks the week after. <laughs> so I'm okay with them missing again. <laughs> Seahawks need, you know, the extra support right now. Unless love goes off and then you might be more scared of him. You never know. <laughs> nah, I'm still scared of Rogers more. <laughs> he can have one good game. That's fine. But, you know, the Seahawks need that, you know, extra love right now. They're a little wounded, but I, I mean, I agree. I think this might be a little speed bump for the Packers, but they're going to win their division. They're going to make it to the playoffs. I don't agree with them making it to the Super Bowl because I think it's going to be difficult going through Tampa Bay. And now with the Rams uh, getting Von Miller, we'll transition to that. You know, that was the most shocking news I saw. Von Miller traded to the Rams. And I was like, oh, no. That was literally my first thought was like, oh no, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, yeah, Aaron Donald, all in the same defense. That that's it's like watching Waterboy all over again. It's just it's gonna be scary. That's a scary team. That's a scary defense to go against. And I think the Rams are literally putting all their eggs in this one basket and they're like, We're gonna win this no matter what it takes because they literally get rid of all the draft picks. Like I just saw they have no draft picks for the next like two or three years, but what are you guys' thoughts on that trade? Josh, you're going to have to make uh, it a trifecta in LA as your teams you cheer for. Goodness. I mean, with, I mean, the Rams weren't in LA at the time. I mean, (laughs) I mean, if the Rams were still in LA, maybe it'd be a different story, but, um, for for me at least, I mean, when I saw it happen, I was like, my first thought was the Rams are win now mode. They're not wanting to wait a year or two to get things together. They want to win now. They believe they have an opportunity to do so, and I think Matthew Stafford gives them that confidence to do so. Um, they got a big three. They got Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Um, some people may argue Von Miller lost a step since the Super Bowl, but I think Von Miller will still have something to prove. Um, I mean, he was injured last year for most majority of the uh, the games, but I think overall this will give Von Miller a new start. 
uh, with the new team, I think, especially with the supporting cast that he has, it's it's going to be scary. And, I mean, I love my 49ers to death, but when we play them again, it, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> and I'd say the same for you, <laughs> for your Seahawks, Hauser. Both of our teams, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I I agree, Josh, that uh, with Matthew Stafford, like he's been on a losing team since he – he came into the league and now being on a winning team, I think that makes him that much better. Uh, and even though you guys mentioned Von Miller is a little older, you know, and hasn't really had a chance to do anything since the, the Super Bowl, but he's been playing on a team that's not any good. And so this could re-energize his career. And yeah, I think the Rams are going to be a threat uh, and have a good chance at making it to the Super Bowl again. Uh and I'm, I feel bad for you guys and your teams have to play them. And now that we I'm, you know, jumping on this. the Cardinals bandwagon again, I guess I'm going to, you know, I have to deal with that too. So, One quick side note before you talk, Hauser, because it gives Rams motivating factor because the Super Bowl is in L.A. And what better opportunity for the Rams to take than to host the Super Bowl in L.A.? And I think it'd be pretty cool to have two, um, like two teams in a row host a Super Bowl. You have Tampa Bay, and now you have LA as an opportunity. Yeah, and if they won it, it'd um, be like that's never happened before, and then it happens back to back years. Like, what the heck? What are the odds? I'd have to say the only Achilles tendon to the Rams is what is Matthew Stafford going to do in the playoffs? Because we haven't seen him in the playoffs, so that's the big kind of like what if factor. But, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, maybe they're going to be injured or rest their team when we play them again. Or, I don't know. <laughs> but that's a scary one to see. And um, we'll go on with another injury, you know, switching over to the AFC. Um, the Titans, number one in the AFC right now. But they lost probably their, I'm gonna, I won't say probably, they lost their best player, the best running back in the league, Derek Henry, to a foot injury. Um, kind of, what does that mean to the Titans? I, I mean, think... their first their first game is against the team we were just talking about, the Rams, without him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think they win the AFC. I don't think they become number one. I think they can win their division. Um, not the strongest division, but I don't think they win. You know, their chances of the Super Bowl were from slim to nothing, literally just to nothing. I just don't think Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback that can carry a team. They needed Derrick Henry to carry that team and rush for 100 plus yards a game for them to win. Yeah, they have AJ Brown. Yeah, they have um, Julio Jones, but. You need a good quarterback to find them and, you know, maybe he surprises us, but we just haven't seen that yet. What's your thoughts, guys, on the Titans now? I mean, they've – the Titans are in a bad spot. I mean, um, Adrian Peterson does really make a difference. I mean, it's sad to say that because he was one of the best running backs um, in the league at one time. Um, But he's just old. He's not what he used to be. Um, Derrick Henry basically made that team. Um, I don't have confidence in Tannehill 
making them go far in the playoffs. Um, I mean, this is the only team that he's really had success with. Um, and looking even at the AFC, there's teams that can really, at this point, without Derrick Henry, they can basically trump the Titans. Um, you have um, the Bills specifically. Like They still have the opportunity to, I think, the Bills have one of the best shots in the AFC to even make it to the Super Bowl. Um, and so the Titans, this was definitely a huge roadblock for them. Uh, that was a key loss uh, for sure, and I hope um, Derrick Henry the best. Um, but this kind of leaves t- uh, Tennessee in a pickle. That if they'll still make it to the playoffs. I mean, with the division they're in, um, it would take a miracle uh, f- <laughs> um, for even, I'd say, the Colts to beat them in a division. It'd, take, it'd be a miracle, but I think overall it's it's not looking that great for Tennessee right now. Yeah, I agree, Josh. The, uh, they'll still make the playoffs, but if you look at their schedule coming up, they have the Rams this week, then they have the Saints, and then they have Houston, which they should be able to win that game. Then New England, you never know with New England. One week they're good, the next week they're not. So uh, Then they've got Pittsburgh and San Francisco, which should be games that you know they could lose. And then they have Jacksonville, Miami, and Houston again. So you know they should still make the playoffs. Um, yeah, Von Miller. Uh, Von Miller. I'm saying Von Miller. Uh, Derek Henry is their best player, and he's hurt, but there's more to a team than one guy. Uh, he's a big part of their, their game plan. But I think they'll make the playoffs, but they won't go any further than that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll see what happens this week and see what we choose as they play um, the Sunday night against the Rams. But we'll transition to the NBA. Uh, it's been nice to watch some basketball games. You know, Jazz won just barely. Great win without Donovan Mitchell um, showing us and the world why they're number one in the power rankings in ESPN. Um, they deserve to be there, and they have the best record tied with the Warriors right now at six and one. Yeah, um, and they have they have the Heat in the in the NBA dot com. They have the Heat is number one, but they did just lost to Boston tonight. So. Yeah, the Jazz are playing good. They are, and that's who the Jazz play next. Yeah, and now we're seeing the you know, old time Lakers already starting off with their injuries. LeBron is hurt again. Um, it's unfortunate, and everyone to see a player hurt, but I think that this may be the year age is starting to catch up to LeBron. Um, Josh. Since you're a Laker fan, what what are you thinking about your Lakers? They're struggling. They're injured. They're not looking great. What's going on? They're they're a fragile little bunch. I'll say that. Um, got off to a shaky start, and I think with the Thunder loss, um, when the Thunder came back and beat them, it was it was a wake up call for them for sure. Um, they're slowly starting to figure. I mean, yeah, they're playing not so great teams. I mean, the last six games they're five and one. Um, I mean, they do have a tall task ahead of them with the next schedule. I mean, after tonight, when they play the Thunder, they have they're at Portland, they're back home with Charlotte, back home with Miami, Minnesota's no joke either. Um, and then she got Chicago, Milwaukee, um, got Boston, New York. It's just a long list of tough teams from November, so it's going to be a tall task for sure, and 
with especially them being fragile. I mean, I, in the back of my mind, I was anticipating it. You know, age, you can only do so much with. I mean, even with years past, we've seen history where as you get older, it's not what you used to be. I mean, some of the examples is, I mean, to bring up my team, the Lakers, when they brought in Carmelo and Gary Payton, Carmelo got hurt for the most part. I mean, he got old. And um, you look at Shaq when he bounced around after Miami with Phoenix, Cavs, um, the Celtics, he was just too old. Age caught up to them. And I think we're just seeing it before eyes with the Lakers. And I mean, I hate to say this, but I mean, I told Clint this earlier today. Like, I mean, I won't be terribly sad when LeBron retires. Um, the world also, I think, takes LeBron for granted. I think once he leaves, that'll kind of leave um, kind of an empty hole. Not like terribly big because like I think the young stars of the NBA are starting to, you know, make themselves known. But I think it also helps because, I mean, we've all seen the history with LeBron. It's not the easiest player to play with. Um, I even compare him to Kobe. I mean, there's reason why people didn't want to play with Kobe in the first place. But, I mean, I still think they can make the playoffs. Um, I just don't see I just don't see LeBron even allowing, even Anthony Davis allowing them to miss the playoffs. Um, I just hope they're not in the playing tournament, but I think they can still make the playoffs. Um, at this rate, the way things are, probably not one of the top seeds, but um, I think their main their main key focus is, like I said in the beginning, to try to be injured free um, and healthy come playoff time, and then we hope by that point they've all figured it out. Yeah, um, we talked about it at the first of the year couple weeks ago that uh, the Lakers are old, you know, and they bring all these old players in and injuries will catch up to them. Uh, since the Oklahoma City loss, they have, they've went, they're 3-0 since then, but they barely beat Houston the other night. They're currently up 9. 9? Oh, I have a crack on my phone screen, but they're currently up 4 on Oklahoma City. So, uh, we'll see if if OKC beats them again tonight. It'll there'll be panic mode in LA, but I think I think they'll win tonight. But then they come into that rough stretch that Josh was just talking about uh, with Portland, Charlotte, Miami. You know, and then they got Milwaukee, Boston, Chicago, New York. It'll it'll really show in those games where the Lakers are. Because I mean, if you look at the standings right now, they're third in the West. So even though they've had this rough start, they're still five and three. So they haven't had to play the, the worst teams either. I mean, the best teams, they played some of the worst teams. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see with the Lakers moving forward, whether they figure things out or, or not. I, I think with what Josh just said, if they're healthy come playoff time, I think they could be a scary team because LeBron uh, playoff LeBron. If he's healthy, he's a scary scary thing to watch. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. There's still a long season ahead of us, so we don't know what's going to happen. You know, uh, they could all be hurt by the end of the season or they could all be healthy. West, West brick might actually be playing good and playing as a team at that point and not getting thrown out of games just cause he, yeah, at the end of the game, just cause he wants to, uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I think it's well said. Uh, I do just have to mention the Lakers are playing right now, OKC, for the second time. 
And Anthony Davis started 7-for-7 from the field. 14 points and 7 rebounds already. Yeah, he's on my fantasy making a statement. (laughs) He's making a statement right now. Um, And he's the only one making points. But the Lakers are only up. Oh, now they're up four again. They were only up one. And then somebody hit a three, so. Yeah, well, that's fine. But I think now is time for us to jump into our all of our pickums. Um, and we'll start with college football again. Uh, last week, me and Clint went three and two. Josh went four and one, thanks to his Utes. Um, records right now is Clint still winning twenty nine sixteen. Uh, the me at twenty eight seventeen, and Josh at twenty six and nineteen. And we'll just jump right into it. Um, we'll start with Utah at Stanford. Um, who do you guys got? I've got Utah winning uh, 31-24. I think they're going to keep things rolling and make that loss to Stanford that Oregon took even look worse. Yeah, it's an easy win for me, but you still don't want to overlook Stanford because they did beat Oregon at home. Um but I think the running youths are going to keep running. Um, they have a formula that um, that is keeping the momentum going. I have the youths winning pretty big, forty-two to twenty-eight. Ooh, that's a big number there, Josh. Um, I have the youths winning. I've gone against them a few times, and it's burned me. And they're playing well. They're playing good football right now. So I have them winning thirty-five twenty-four. Next, we have Air Force versus Army. Pretty classic matchup. Um, who do you guys got for this game? Um, for for me, I Air Force is having a good year. Um, I think they'll keep the momentum going. Um, I have Air Force winning twenty eight to fourteen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they're they're a better team than Army. Uh, like Cal just said, it's a classic matchup between military scores school schools. Uh, but I have uh, Air Force winning this one, 35-21. Yeah. I think pretty straightforward. Air Force is going to win 31-21. Uh, next, BYU versus Idaho State. I think everyone's on the same page with this one. I was saying, no, I definitely have Idaho State winning this one. <laughs> yeah, well, you can get <laughs> off now, please. No. no. <laughs> if, if BYU loses this game... Yeah, I I wouldn't even know what to say. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, heaven heaven forbid um, BYU loses this game at home. Uh, get the FCS team, it, which is happening more often this year than not. But a one but seven Idaho FCS State, team. But yeah, Idaho State, yeah. But hey, Idaho State, the one win they did have was against a team, an FCS team, that beat an FBS school. So, huh. pretty cool. Um, I'll just go ahead with my score, BYU, 38-10. Not because it's that close. BYU just never blows out a team. That's just not BYU. They're too good for it, I guess. Yeah, I have them a little bit more, Hauser. I have it 45-10. Um, I, I've heard that maybe some of the seniors, uh, bigger players, will only play for a minute in this game. So so maybe some of the other players will get an opportunity to play, but I think... I still think they'll blow them out, especially after last week. So, what's your score, Josh? 
I have BYU winning 45-14. to I'll be nice to Idaho State and get them two touchdowns, but it's going to be a blowout. Oh, yeah. You're going to um, be there too, aren't you, Josh? What was that? Didn't you say you were going to be there at that game? Oh, yeah. Um, my mother-in-law got me and my wife tickets for that game, so we'll actually be there uh, for the game. So it'll be exciting. Uh, senior afternoon, I should say. It's not an evening game. A senior afternoon game. <laughs> Go eat a cougar tail for me because whew, things are heavenly. Those are good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to skip game four on here just because that's the bigger game, and we'll jump down to game five with Utah State and Mexico State. Um, who do you guys got for that one? <laughs> uh, Utah State, forty-eight ten. Heaven forbid if Utah State loses this game. Utah State wins this thirty-five-seven. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think you're not giving New Mexico State a little credit. I think they're going to score seventeen points, but I still think. Utah State beats them 35-17. I mean, they're 1-7, and seven, and I still think they're dumb for not just playing in the FCS. But, you know. To each their own. They get more money. <laughs> um, Next is the big game. This is a really big game. Uh, Auburn versus Texas A&M. Um, who do you guys have winning this game? Yeah, this is a really big game. Um, for lots of reasons. I mean, Texas A&M beat Alabama, uh, but almost lost to Colorado. So you, you just don't know how. That's how sports are. Uh, but I do think Auburn's going to win this game because I think Auburn's going to also beat Alabama later this year. And I think Auburn's a better team, even though it's at Texas A&M. Uh, so I could see Texas A&M playing well at home. You know, the 12th man, all, all that jazz. Uh but I do have Auburn winning with, and I once again didn't know the score, so I've got to have one of these every week. Twenty six seventeen. Um, this is back and forth, but I think looking at the big picture here, um, I think Auburn just has overall a better team. Now knocking A and M at all. Um, I mean, you could say A and M's big game was Alabama, but I honestly think that game was just a fluke because Alabama's defense just decided not to show up for some reason. Um, and I think it'll be back and forth, but I think Auburn will pull this out 35 to 28. Um, I went back and forth. Texas A&M did beat Alabama. Uh, is Texas A&M good? Yeah, probably. I just think Alabama had a worse game than Texas A&M having a good game. And Auburn's starting to play well and dominating teams. Um, I I just don't see them losing with this momentum going. Bo Nix is throwing the ball well. And I have Auburn winning uh against Texas AM. Uh let's see. 28-24. Go Tigers. Uh hopefully they can beat Alabama too and crush their dreams. But... Go Tigers. <laughs> This sounds like LSU, good day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh. <laughs> that was good. That was Wrong good. Tigers, but still. Wrong Tigers, right. <laughs> cool. Next, we'll go into the NFL. Pick them. Uh, 
Clint and Josh are tied at 24-16 record, and I'm at 21-19. I got to yeah, stop. You picking. guys had a bad week last week. One and four for both of you. We don't talk about it. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm already off to a bad start this week with picking the Jets. Uh, we've already picked Thursday night just because we wanted to choose before the game and we're recording during it, and me and Clint chose the Jets. Josh was smart and chose the Colts. Good the job, Jets, Josh. Good pick. The Jets did lose their backup quarterback. Uh, Magic White. Mike. Magic Mike, yeah. And I think that really crushed them. So they're on the third string, which really gave them no chance. But uh, we'll move on to Sunday morning, the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, who do you guys got for that game? So the Bengals are coming off of a loss to the Jets. And they blew a lead in the last few minutes of the game. Lost that game. Uh, the Browns... I. I want to cheer for them for you, Hauser, but they just, they've been letting me down all year long. <laughs> they lost to Pittsburgh last week. And so I think the Bengals are going to have a bounce back game and they're going to win. And yeah, Bengals. I'll agree with Glenn this one um, with Cincinnati losing to New York that I I, could, I just see them having a bounce-back game. The Browns are hit and miss. Um, I think with the Odell Beckham situation, um, it's not really helping their case either. Um, I mean, Browns, they do have a good defense, but I think Cincinnati's offense, um, I think they'll just be too much. They'll have a bounce-back game. So I got Cincinnati in this one. It's the Browns. Just had to give it to you guys, but um, they look terrible. <laughs> I had high hopes this year. Everyone in Cleveland had high hopes this year, and they've just let us all down. It's fine. Uh, but I think them getting rid of Odell, well, not getting rid of it, but dismissing and kind of letting Odell Beckham Jr. and his family kind of like sit this one out might help with the feeling in the locker room. Um, but really it comes down to if Baker Mayfield can step up and actually be a QB number one. Uh, I think the Browns are going to, you know, coming off a tough, tough loss. I think with their defense, they can, you know, cause some havoc with Joe Burrows being a second year. And I think the Browns can win this game. So I have the Browns. Next, we have the 49ers at the Cardinals. You guys got for that game? I'll go first on this one. Uh, I picked the Forty ers once, and they 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 disappointed me. And they're they're not they're disappointing even Josh this year. So, and the Cardinals are good. I I told these guys I'm jumping back on just because you know my team sucks right now and uh, Wilson's hurt. So I'm jumping on back on the Cardinals bandwagon for the rest of the year just for fun. Uh, the Cardinals had a rough loss last week against the Packers. Looked like they were going to come back, possibly tie the game or even win it, and then they threw an interception. Uh, so I have the Cardinals bouncing back and getting to 8-1. and one. 
the 49ers just have not been that great at home. They haven't even won a game at home. And, I mean, yeah, they won against the Bears in Chicago, but it's the Bears. Um, and with the Cardinals, the way they're playing, um, especially how the 49ers defensive backs have been, they're just have been garbage. And when you have Hopkins having to deal with, that's just going to cause issues. I love my 49ers again, and I hope I'm wrong, but I have the Cardinals winning this one. I've always said the Cardinals are going to have the collapse during, you know, midseason. They kind of had the collapse at the end of that game with that interception and miscommunication with AJ Green. Um, I think we see a further collapse, and it really hurts my heart to say that I'm cheering for the 49ers, and I'm going to pick them as the winners. They're finally going to get their home win, I- and I think they're going to show us why. I think that means the 49ers are going to win because I picked against my Jazz last week and they won that game. So when how like you got to do with what Hauser says and you just can't go against your team. Right. Right, yeah. But Josh might be doing some reverse engineering here. He's like, "Oh, and maybe if I pick against them they'll win." I'm I'm just being smart and I just kind of I just want a good I had a I had a bad week last week with my NFL pick em. I'm just trying to be smart here. Pick probably who has a better chance. So, I mean, if the 49ers win, I'll be happy. But it's not looking like it. That's fair. All right, next we have Titans and the Rams Sunday night. We talked about the Titans and their major loss with Derrick Henry. Um, I'll start. I think the Rams, with the addition of Von Miller, he'll play a little bit maybe. But... They're, they're just too good. The Rams are just too good. Matthew Stafford's playing out of his mind. Their defense is going to be too good for Ryan Tannehill. They won't have a run uh, a run game. So I have the Rams winning this one easily. Yep, I agree. Rams. Rams. Next. <laughs> Pretty simple. Uh, Monday night we have Bears at the Steelers. Um, we'll start with you guys. What do you guys think? Ah, I don't know what to pick here. I don't like the Steelers. I I want them to lose, but the Bears aren't any good. So I think I'm just, I'm, it's at home. I'm going to have to go with the Steelers. I've gone back and forth. Um, I think just, honestly, it's a toss up for this, for me. Um, but with the Steelers at home, I mean, Big Ben's not what he used to be, but they have a nice player at, at the running back position. Um, TJ Watt is playing out of his freaking mind. Um, so I think with all that taken into consideration, I think the Steelers can make it out this one. So I have them winning in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think the key factor for me is TJ Watt is playing great. So I have TJ Watt winning this game. I don't have the Steelers winning this game. I have TJ Watt winning this game for the Steelers. Um, so I'm writing down TJ Watt. Yes. <laughs> and he's going <laughs> to have a great game. Um, that's it for NFL. And we'll hurry, go through our NBA pickums. Uh, Clint and I are 7 and 3. Josh is 6 and 4. Uh, we'll start with Friday. 
game, Bucks at the Knicks. Who you guys got? Uh, this game is actually at the Bucks, but uh, I think the Bucks. You know, they have a rough start. The Knicks have had a good start, but the Knicks have had a bad couple games. Uh, and I think the Bucks are going to start get things going. Uh, I know Middleton is out, COVID protocol, uh, which sucks for them. He's also on my fantasy team, so that sucks for me as well. But uh, I think the Bucks are going to win this game. I actually have the Knicks winning this game. Looking at the matchup here, um, yeah, it sucks that um, Middleton is out with COVID protocol. Um, people can always point at Giannis being taking over games. But I think the Knicks have a squad this year. They brought in players that are complementary to one another. Um, and with uh, the Knicks, I think they can pull this off. So I have the Knicks winning against the Bucks. Yeah, I actually have the Knicks winning just due to you know the Bucks missing some of their starters, Drew Holiday, Chris Milton, and Brooke Lopez. Um I just don't see the Knicks losing three games in a row. As good as a team they are right now. So I have the Knicks winning. We may have technical difficulties. Hauser's on mute. Yeah. As this is like. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was bound, it was bound to happen. This is, <laughs> this, is genera- this is the generation of unmuting ourselves. So, might as well get that out of the way. All I'm going to say is I chose the Knicks to win this game over the Bucks. No, we then heard I that meant- part. But we oh, I must have muted part. myself in between. Yeah. Well, next we're talking about the Heat versus the Jazz. Um, I have the Jazz winning. This one, just because I think Donovan hopefully will be back. They're playing great ball right now. Um, Clint, since you're a Jazz fan, enlighten us and who you think will win this game. Yeah, I, I picked against the Jazz last week when they are playing the Bucks. Uh, I, I thought they would lose one of those games, Chicago or the Bucks. I thought the Bucks was going to be it, but the Bucks have struggled, and Chicago is a pretty good team. So I do have the Jazz winning. Uh if Donovan doesn't play, I think it'll be tougher. If you saw in Atlanta tonight, it took us a while to get going. It took a while for Clarkson to – once Clarkson got going the game kind of, and Bogdanovich got going, the game kind of fell into the Jazz's lap and they won the game. But you can't have a tough start like that and that bad of a start against Miami. Miami's coming off a loss to the Celtics at home. So it'll be a rough a rough game without Donovan but I still think even if we don't have Donovan we can pull this out and improve to 8 and 1 this could be a potential NBA finals matchup I'll be nice to your team this could be a NBA finals matchup I'd be totally okay with that wow <laughs> <laughs> this could be an NBA finals matchup looking at what we're giving here it is it, it is hard with Donovan Mitchell being out. Um, but I think he can come back and play. Um, I think with this game here, I'll actually have the Jazz winning. Just because I don't think the Heat have anyone down low that can match up with Rudy or Whiteside. Um, they have the guards to guard you know the front court with 
um, with Butler um, and Lowry if he's back as well. But I think um, overall, I just think Utah can pull out this one um, in Miami. I agree, Josh, about the part that you just said with the down low. And just a shout out to Rudy Gobert. He's playing amazing this year. He hasn't had a game that he hasn't got at least 13 rebounds and he's had 320 rebound games. So he's on, he's on a path to like the best rebound season since Dennis Rodman. So we all know Dennis Rodman was literally just in the game for fouling and rebounds because he had multiple games of just zero points and like 20 rebounds. But (laughs) um, next we have the Lakers at the Blazers. Um, I think, I don't know. I'm going to call an upset. I think the Blazers can beat the Lakers just because LeBron's kind of out right now. And I think the Blazers usually do well against the Lakers. So I had the Blazers winning this game. I agree, Hauser. I have a hard time picking the Lakers. I picked them last week and was right. But with LeBron out and with Trailblazers struggling the last little bit, I think Lillard's going to go off in this game. He always plays well against L.A. for some reason. And even though it looks like L.A. is going to win against OKC tonight, I don't think they're going to win against the Trailblazers on Saturday night. Go Trailblazers. Well, we all thought the Lakers would win the Thunder in their first matchup, but look what happened. Anything can happen. Um, I don't know. With with the Trailblazers, they always have a history lately of not being that great defensively. And so it's just a tale of two bad defenses. Um, I don't want to pick against my team's um, straight here. Um, I think the Lakers can pull this one off. Um, even with LeBron being out, I think that'll just give the confidence uh, in the team to say, "Hey, even though we have LeBron out, um, you know, we can still we can still you know be a good team." Uh, this can also give an opportunity for Westbrook to um, sort of take over. Um, the times that LeBron hasn't been out, um, you know, Westbrook had played like Westbrook, gaining almost a triple double. Um, so I actually have the Lakers winning this one in, in Portland, and they can go seven and three. I just love how Josh calls him Westbrook. I just love it. He will <laughs> always be Westbrook to me. He does shoot a lot of bricks, that's for sure. Uh, next, we got Monday, the Bulls versus the Nets. Uh, I think the Bulls are playing great. That's our good team. I think the Bulls just have things clicking right now. Um, You know what? I'm going to go with the Nets. I think the Nets will be, win this game. I think the Nets beat the Bulls. Hey, I once again agree with you, Hazard. I think the Bulls are good, and they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to be good. But And if they the Bulls did beat the Nets, you know, the Jazz loss to them doesn't look as bad. But the Bulls are going to be a good team, so that loss won't look bad anyways. Uh, I think even though James Harden is struggling to adapt to not getting the foul calls and everything. Uh, I think he's starting to figure it out a little bit. And I think, you know, Kevin Durant's on a run for another MVP, in my opinion. And if Irving stays out the whole year, then I think he has a chance to win it. So I think the Nets are going to win this one. Yeah, I think Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. Um, The Bulls don't really have anyone to match him. Um, I'd say even James Harden. 
Um, I just think the Nets will have too much firepower. Um, I mean, the Bulls are clicking, but I just think the Nets are the Nets. <laughs> um, they're just hard matchup by the way. So I have Brooklyn winning this one against the Bulls. Sweet. And our last one is the Warriors versus the Hawks. I'll start with you guys. What do you guys think for that game? Yeah, I, I have the Warriors winning. I think the Hawks are decent, but they've also had a rough start to the year after their run to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. The Jazz just beat them tonight. The Warriors are good again. Uh, and I don't think they're going to lose a game for a minute. They're looking at their schedule unless they you know, blow one like the Lakers do. Uh, but yeah, I have the Warriors winning this one, and they'll stay up at the top of the standings with the Jazz. Yeah, I think it's pretty simple with the Warriors. They're showing everyone why they've been a top dog in the West um, for some time. Um, when Clay Thompson comes back, who knows when that'll be? That'll be a scary team because um, you look at a guy named Jordan Poole. He's He's rising up in the in the depth chart with that, and with him coming off the bench when Clay Thompson's here, it's just going to be scary. But I think overall, I think the Warriors are just on a roll. Um, I think I think with Atlanta, it I can make an argument that Atlanta's running the playoffs was a fluke, um, and so they're not really on a hot streak right now. So I'll just with the Warriors, they're just going to continue that streak. Yeah, and just to finish it, I think the Warriors are just the better team. Uh, I think the Warriors are going to win pretty easily. Steph Curry is just Steph Curry. Um, so yeah, I have the Warriors winning. And I think that's it for the episode today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, ten episodes already. It's been ten weeks. We've enjoyed talking and you know, to chat about sports. It's already yeah. been ten weeks. We appreciate everyone that listens. Uh, we hope you continue to listen, invite some friends, you know, reach out to us if you want us to talk about a, a sports topic that you haven't had time to, you know, look into. And thank you. Till next week. Also, Tony Finau's in, in action again this week in Mexico. He's currently tied for 20th, six back of the leader. So go, Tony. Okay, cool. See you guys. Go Tony. <laughs>